Welcome to the AL Recruiting Podcast. Today, we are excited to have Grant Heiser joining us on the podcast. He is a scouting assistant and the, as he put on Twitter, the official numbers nerd at SMU Football. Grant, we're glad to have you, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Well, man, I was intrigued, and Grant and I, we don't know each other. We just met right before I started this podcast, but I saw you had a post that you put out where um, it was just stats and data, and I love data, and it's a comparison of group of five to power five transfers, and kind of the portal is huge news in recruiting. It's this new thing, and I think that what we want to get into today is talk about there's this – idea out there that group of five guys can transfer to power five schools and almost increase their draft status. So we're going to talk a lot about the data you put out today and dive into that. Sounds good. Well, Grant, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like how did you get into doing numbers? Man. So I've just always really liked numbers since I was a kid. Like my dad gives me grief, tells me about times like, Growing up at base at the uh, dinner table, like two, three years old, me and my brother would be arguing about like stats off the back of baseball cards, just off like memory, just start going back and forth about players that way and stuff. So like, always just enjoyed sports, always enjoyed numbers. So then, man, growing up, played a little bit of everything, but I really fell in love with football. Um, played at Union High School up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Gosh, that one. Well, like seven or eight schools actually had two guys drafted. So I had to shout out my boys, Ricky Stromberg and Isaiah McGuire, played with them. Um, but yeah, so I always loved it. Like something I thought I wanted to get into because like in my mind, if I get to just mess around with sports and numbers every day, like that's, man, that's not a job. That's just having fun for me. So yeah, I came down to SMU and I was actually studying computer science at first, but then had like a sports data class and like our school of sports management or something that like I just sort of found like, Hey, anyway, I can take this um, email with the right people. And then it got in right. This is for sure what I want to do long-term. So I switched over to data science and stat as my major. And yeah, I've been chugging along since uh, got plugged in with our football team. Once like the sort of like the staff change happened with Dykes leaving, then Lashley coming in sort mm-hmm. of wondering like if, how the new staff felt about it. So I had a friend, Will Gibson, who was, our, our recruiting GA this past year, but I knew him from like class and like the gym and everything of all places. So I'm like, Hey, you know how they feel about this. Um, he'll get me plugged in with our GM, Alex Brown, um, interviewed. And yeah, I've been working with the team for the past like year and a half now, just being the numbers guy, analytics, helping with some scouting, recruiting too, just whatever they need. So, yeah. Well, I think you, you, you've got into analytics at the right time and, you know, people want to can criticize it, but man, it's, it's undeniable. I always say the numbers don't lie and, and teams are loving analytics now. Now I'm going to ask, and you you may can say or not, but did your team, did SMU ask you to put out this report? Was this just a number that you were interested in kind of post draft as we started to look at this idea of, Hey, I can advance my draft status using the portal transferring to a power five school from a group of five school was this something that you were asked to do or you just thought man this is something i want to know about so actually stemmed from a tweet from liberty's dpp colton corn the guy who, like posted the dad and everything so i think got a pulled up he said something about may mess around and do a study of one year g5 to p5 transfers how many actually improved their stock by going p5 and how many didn't get drafted at all see if that recruiting pitch these teams try using our guys' DMs are actually valid. 
So it was like something that came from him with the date, April 29th is probably like right on the heels of the draft or everything, or just probably battling to keep a guy. Um, but I saw that and I knew I was going into final season. We sort of had a mutual connection, followed each other on Twitter. Um, so I'm like, well, I mean, I'll have time to just sort of like pick away at this while I'm in the middle of finals, just use it as a little study break from my actual class. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll research another like year for the uh, transfer stuff. We'll go back to studying, do another year of the all-conference guys, go back to studying. Like, so I picked away at it and sent it to him. So it was actually originally done for him, finishing up school and everything. I've been a student assistant. Don't know for sure what's next step. So I'm like, man, get my name out of there more. I'm like down to help whoever do whatever kind of project, really get my name out of there more, get more practice in. So sent it to him, actually updated the logos and colors, sent it to Alex, our I had another coach reach out, so I sort of updated the colors, added their logo, sent him so he could send their staff. But, yeah, sort of came from one of uh, Coach Corn's questions. I'm like, yeah, no, easy. I actually saw the same tweet. I, and when then I saw the stats come out, I, I was like, wow, who who did this? Who put this out? And Because I remember yeah. him posting that about, like, what does that look like? And so if you're wondering – you know, you want to have these numbers in front of you. Follow Grant. His his Twitter handle is right here on the screen. Follow him. You can pull that data up and look at this as we kind of talk about this. But is it group of five guys that are transferring to Power Five schools kind of in that last year? Um, most of them, under in your opinion, would they be all-conference guys if they stayed at their group of five schools? I mean, that was just sort of the biggest – assumption with this study and like you obviously want with statistical studies sort of want to limit like broad assumptions however sort of operate on the idea that if a power five guy is trying to bring um a a kid in from g5 school they're not just bringing them in to ride the bench they're bringing them in because they think they're a baller because they've seen them be able to show out against g5 competition and you want them to do the same for you um and like not always the case there's like one or two guys like uh, there's a quarterback, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was pretty much like had a handful of spot starts for his uh, G5 school, transferred into a P5. You could tell it's like, yeah, cool. He's going there to be their third string quarterback. He's going there to be a sort of a veteran leader, that kind of thing, not really trying to improve draft stock. So there were a couple small outliers like that. But I mean, sort of the assumption is like, I feel like with most schools, be a G5 or Power 5, you're bringing a kid in. It's because you think he's good enough to be at least all conference at the G5 level, even if you're G5 school. I was like, yeah, bring in a new kid because I think he can uh, be a stud here, power five school, bring in a kid from lower level in. It's because he's been a stud. We think he can be a stud here. Okay. So I just wanted to kind of clear that up because most of the, the assumption is if they stayed at the group of five school their final year, they would have probably yeah. been or at least had a chance to be all conference in, in where they were playing. Yeah. Okay, if they hadn't been already. What about the data when you broke all this down? What really stood out to you the most? Um, you know, the numbers that you have. I mean, there were a few things that really stood out. Um, one is just sort of how rapidly the number of these like G five power five transfers are increasing. Like even just looking at that offseat that 2019-2020 offseason, there are about 60 total guys, like not just counting one year, but one year, two year, multiple year guys. That number in the next offseason jumped to 104. And then in this past offseason, the 21 22 offseason, there is 147 guys who mm -hmm. uh, moved from the G5 to the Power Five ranking. So that's just sort of climbing. And even just looking at the one year guys, that number jumped 
from roughly like 20 to 40 to 60 over that same time frame. So like that's just jumping up as like the transfer portal sort of takes off too. Um, it was sort of interesting seeing how COVID affected this sort of thing. So you saw the guys who played their final season in 2019 for both the transfers and all commerce guys, the number of them that got like any kind of NFL shot trial, UDFA, all that kind of, it sort of just dropped and bottomed out because there wasn't a true rookie mini camp that year with COVID and everything. Right. Um, so if you weren't drafted or if you weren't like a high priority UDFA, you weren't really getting a shot. Or then in 2020, you see some like the draft numbers actually jump up a little bit because with the COVID year and everything, if a guy did, heard back from the NFL, didn't really like what he was hearing about his draft grade, his about his status, like I can just stay another year in college, no harm, no foul. So yeah, yes, um, that's the biggest things. Yeah, I, I think to me, you know, looking at this, and and I think everybody to make it a simple breakdown. It's just mind-blowing to me that in 2019, the number of players that transferred from group of five to power five in their final final college season was 28, okay? And then, like you said, the rapid progression of that all the way to 2022 is 61 players transferred from group of five to power five. However, the players drafted the numbers was two in 2019 out of that group of, of players that transferred, and then there was only three even though the number more than doubled um, that transferred yeah. to Power 5 schools. So, yeah, no, it's sort of – it's weird that like, that's not even going up as much. Like, it's not going up with each other or anything. It's, hey, if you're going to get drafted if you're a stud, but just because you're moving up, like, you're seeing a lot more kids move up just to be backups now too. Yeah, and – and we know this. I mean, there's only so many players that are drafted, but there's still so many opportunities in the NFL to be an undrafted free agent, to get invited to camp. I mean, just just this draft season after the draft, there was a kid that I think he's from uh, East Carolina. He posted his practice film, and he got signed oh, yeah. to a team. Um, I say and, Winstead, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, it was just from him posting that, kind of going viral on, on social media, like, this guy deserves a shot. Look at this film. And I think the thing that when you really break it down on that specifically with the 2022 total, so 61 players transfer from group of five to power five, and players with no NFL tryout or invite was 36 and so the no tryout rate out of that group is 60%, basically. So only 40% yeah. of those guys even got a shot to make a team, really. Yeah. And, and you know, when you look at if you stayed at your school, it's set the, the number is 75%. You got a 75% shot of, of getting a chance to make it in the NFL. Yeah, at least getting to go to a rookie minicamp, get, get more coaches' eyes on you, just get the digital yeah. shot, so – yeah, you you don't get a chance if you don't go to minicamp. <laughs> like, like, I mean, that's yeah. just – I mean, you may can take the XFL, CFL, AFL route now, but, but I mean, you know, these guys are wanting to get that chance. Like, all everybody that's going to watch this and listen to the recruits and the players that are in school, they want a shot at the NFL. And all I try to do is inform guys of the best path to get there. And your numbers show, for the most part, staying at your school and balling out – is is really is really huge. I mean, there's so many paths to the NFL. Like, what do you think that again these numbers should tell us as far as like 
group of five staying at your school and becoming an all conference? Like what, what is it telling us here? I mean, if anything, it's telling you like the biggest thing you got to do that last year is be somewhere where you're playing, have good film and just sort of show out a bit. Cause like, if you're not, if you're going to a bigger school and they end up just not playing as much, you're not starting. It's like, it's harder for a team to think, Hey, he wasn't even starting at his college. Is he going to be able to get, have a good shot here? Cause even sort of like thinking about it from like the way we recruit, we recruit to high school some is like you get some of your guys who man just had physical limitations for playing at the next level, all that kind of stuff. So like they weren't really like they weren't, didn't have the D one size or speed or something like that to be recruitable. It's like, but they showed out there like all district performers that had really good stats. So it's like, Hey, we can take more of a flyer of a kid on this kid at the PWO. And I feel like that's sort of the same way some of these, like NFL teams may view it to where it's like, hey, he doesn't necessarily have some of the true size, speed, that kind of requirements that we look for in our players, like for to draft it and be like a legitimate dude that way. However, man, if he had 2,000 rushing yards, he's probably doing something right. Like we may as well bring him in for a camp kind of deal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think one of the, the biggest undrafted free agents in the last two or three years is James Robinson. Uh, the, yeah. the running back, you know, starred for Jacksonville, and I think he's on the Jets now. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Or that's coached by our uh, running backs coach at SME right now, Coach Hall. Yeah. One of his boys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you, you look at it and think, again, you do what you do, you get your chance, and – and and I don't know I don't know his numbers right offhand. I don't know why he was went undrafted, but he obviously put it on the film, you know, and that's why they picked him up. And he said, you know what, this is uh, he made the most of his opportunity when he was at Jacksonville's rookie year. Exactly. You're a numbers guy, analytics. What's your recommendation to players that that may be watching this? I mean, personally, that's always hard for me to do because I don't. I don't know exactly what's going on in players' lives, what their situation is like at their current school, what other stuff they're hearing, um, especially with, like, this new day and age of NIL. Like, man, you could just have, like, some family stuff for other reasons going on to where, hey, you need more money right now, even if it's not as good long-term. But, I mean, just looking at these numbers from a long-term point of view, if your number one goal is just to get a shot at the NFL, it's like – uh, if you want to get drafted, if you want to have a chance to be in front of guys, because, man, I'm sure a lot of guys watching this believe, hey, if I get in front of these coaches, I'm going to be able to show them what I do. They, I'm going to fall out, and they're going to uh, just want to keep me on their team. It's like if that's what your goal, if that's your idea, it's like, man, best best, like fall out where you're at too, man. The grass ain't always greener on the other side. So if you got a chance to just really show out, just dominate your competition, show that, hey, you have the skills to dominate competition – as opposed to, hey, it's not going somewhere where it's not even a guarantee that you start. Nonetheless, they're able to like play super high level. It's like, man, do that, ball out, and everything will take care of itself. Because the NFL is going to find studs like wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think specifically we're talking to a group of people who are really looking at one year and that last year. And it's like, can you wait one year? Um, because NIL money is nice in the short term, but there's yeah. nothing like NFL money. Amen. I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's nothing that's going to pay you long-term like the NFL is going to specifically when we're talking about guys that are one year, I'm not talking, we're, we're not talking to freshmen 
that are transferring that, you know, first year and things may not have worked out at your school, but we're talking specifically to guys that have a shot to be all conference and make it, you know, make an impact your final year of, of school and get drafted, get invited to mini camp, become an undrafted free agent. Your shot really, when you look at these numbers, is best if you stay at your group of five school and do what you're doing. Is there? Well, Grant, man, keep putting out some good analytics. Um, keep, I love numbers and I make, I may send you another message. You put something else out. I'm going to have you on to kind of decipher these numbers a little bit. And uh, as we break it down, right. um, because I think, good. yeah, I think college coaches look, th they should be playing this, this podcast for their players. That's what I next team meeting my group. If I'm a group of five coach, I'm going to throw this podcast up like, Hey, follow this guy. And, and see what he's putting out there. And, and so they can be well-informed of their opportunities that are ahead of them. Yes, sir. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Well, all the best. We wish you nothing but the best. And, um, man, appreciate you being on. Everybody, I appreciate everybody listening. Follow Grant. If you want to know more numbers, uh, follow us to help us to continue to help players be recruited, help players that are already in college. Subscribe. We appreciate everybody for listening. Thanks again, Grant. You're welcome. Man. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Y'all have a good one.